Welcome, my friends, to another spooktacular episode of Heart Attack. As we come back from the dead, we've been off the air for almost, oh, I don't know, 10 fucking months. 10 fucking months of not being on the air. God damn it. God damn it. We need more Heart Attack on the air. All this crazy bullshit happening with politics and assholes and guns. But not this week. This week, we're going to talk about horror movies and horror stuff. For our special episode of Heart Attack, all October long, nothing but blood and mayhem and fun. And tonight we're going to talk with our buddies from the Gore cast in Ireland. Those little bastards, they have been invading American horrors and they're all over the airwaves. I can't turn on the goddamn channel without seeing one of those bastards talking in their crazy accents. This little bald guy dressed up like a pimp. The geese and his buddy, the Johnny Danger Deadly Do-Right Guy, whatever his fucking name is. So welcome, folks. Strap yourselves down. This is going to be a ball buster. It's going to be an exciting episode of Heart Welcome back to Heart Attack. I am Heart D. Fisher. I've been on hiatus for a while. And why? Well, my wife's fucking sick, guys. And uh, right before recording this, like a week ago, my wife nearly died. Uh, it's a very lucky thing that I was there helping her. I was working on American Horror's schedule for Film On. I'm coming back to take over that channel. For the last year, my wife has been battling severe anemia. And she has a biomass in her colon. And so she's had an issue where she has not had enough blood in her body to function. So I have been her sole caregiver for literally a year now. And we've had an amazing success with the GoFundMe. We've raised over $10,000 on GoFundMe for Waka's medical expenses and for my own. I had an issue where uh, I've recovered from my back injury. I'm in good shape. I've had all my blood work done. I'm in great shape. I even had a tooth pulled. Uh, it turned out I had split one of my molars in half. And folks, I have never felt pain like that. I've had my ribs broken, my face split open. I've broken both my ankles. I've broken bones in my hands. Uh, but I have never felt pain like this in my entire life. And I drove myself to the hospital with a broken rib and a beat up 79 Camaro with busted shocks and tried getting out of that fucking car to get into the hospital. Oh, uh, did I mention I crawled up two flights of steps to get to my car with the broken rib? So I know about pain, folks, and this split molar in half was just agony. I was vibrating when I drove myself to the emergency room. I was just shaking from head to toe. So it's been a wild and woolly time since I've been on the air. Uh, I've missed you guys. There's been a lot of stuff happening. We're not going to get really into the politics. I'm just going to mention one goddamn thing to get off my chest. There's all this talk about a Russian hack. And the only reason they're talking about a Russian hack is to distract you from the revelations that came out during the DNC's lawsuit. Some of the folks from Bernie Sanders' camp that had donated money to Bernie Sanders, they sued the DNC, which is the Democratic National Convention. They sued them saying that, hey, this thing was rigged. So all those people that gave money to Bernie, it was a joke. It was a ripoff because the DNC had completely rigged who the primary was. They already made up their mind. And in court, the judge actually ruled this is all all on a public record. All this talk about a Russian hack is bullshit, guys, because our election was already hacked. The people that run it don't care about the primary. They literally said in open court that they have the right to just go in the back room, smoke cigars and pick whatever candidate they want. They said that in open court. The DNC's lawyer said that. So all this stuff on the news right now, all about uh, a Russia hack is just to distract you. So only morons. If you want to know who a moron is. It'll be the guy talking about the Russian hack. You'll know right away. They're just helping you. They're saying, hey, I'm a moron. Hey, I'm Ill I'm not informed correctly. Hey, I'm easily led. I'm a fucking retard. That's right. So you just understand that if someone's talking about, oh, the Russian hack of the election, you just know you're dealing with the child. So understand that you're going to have to lower your intellect a little bit. You're going to help have to help inform them and help them learn some things. So the, the judge actually ruled that, yes, indeed, the DNC did rig their own primary. The judge in the case actually said this in open court. This is a public record, folks, that yes, indeed, the DNC did rig it for Hillary. They made up their mind all along. 
And if you hate Trump, well, guess what, guys? If Bernie had gotten the nomination, we wouldn't have Trump right now. And then there's another little thing about Trump that no one wants to give him credit for. Guess what, guys? Trump did something amazing that no one wants to give him credit for. He killed the Trans-Pacific Partnership Agreement. Yeah, no one in the media will talk about that. The thing that Obama lobbied for in secret, that heart attack waged war on for years, and people protested this illegal shit around the world, including Japanese farmers, AIDS patients in Africa. If you're a long-term heart attack guy, then you know what I'm talking about. So, Mr. Trump, thank you so much for putting a goddamn stake in the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Now, let's get back into some fun here. Let's start talking about what's going on in Harvard. Because at American Harvard, we have two channels. We've completely revamped the website. We have a brand new VOD section right at AmericanHorrors.com. And we now have the very first American Horrors Film Festival happening at the end of this month in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. It's going to be at the Geneva Theaters and they just spent $2.5 renovating this theater, okay, guys? So we're not doing this in some podunk town and some bullshit. Lake Geneva is historic. This is where Al Capone and all the mob guys used to come party. There used to be a Playboy club up here. Cheap Trick recorded some albums up here. Axl Rose used to live here. Slash used to live here. And at American Horrors, we're here to bring the rock and roll back to Lake Geneva. We're here to bring that kind of horror and fun back to Lake Geneva. It's a beautiful place out here. The lake is fantastic. It's really done a lot for my health and my mental health to get the fuck out of Los Angeles. Uh, American Horror's new channel on Roku is kicking ass. We are having amazing numbers, and I'm going to bring some guys on the show because I'm going to say it. They're part of why the numbers rose. You know, oftentimes I give people a chance at American Horrors, and I find out who's full of shit and who's for real because bullshit talks and the real thing does it. You get what I'm saying, folks? I hear a lot of people talk a lot of shit. Oh, if only my band got some exposure. Hey, man, I'll play your videos on American Horrors. Crickets. Crickets. That means you're full of shit. You just like to complain on Facebook. You just like to bitch and moan. Well, these guys are the real fucking thing. The people that produce this show, the Emerald Gore Society, they've been big supporters of American Horrors for a long time. They've even interviewed Awaka uh, for their website. The guys that I'm bringing on, they're doing a radio show called Gorecast. It's an online radio show. They do a, a live thing every Sunday night out of Ireland, and they do a show on American Horrors called Gorecast. So I'm going to bring on uh, Giz and Johnny Danger Deadly. These guys are great. They're, they're some of my favorite people to have on the network because they really know their horror. They really know it. Uh, I like their perspective. I like where they come from being, you know, guys from Ireland. They have their own unique perspective on horror, their own unique perspective on the industry. And if you have not seen Gorecast, I urge you to check it out. It's a lot of fun. These guys are, are very funny, very knowledgeable, and they're, they actually have something to say. You know what I mean? A lot of times people get on and they do these shows and they really have no business doing it. They, the camera don't like them. They're fucking ugly. They sound like a retard when they talk, but somehow online, everybody gets to be a star. But not these guys. They really are stars. They really are fun. Their promos are fun. Uh, you can see them on Sunday nights on American Horrors Roku. And if you don't have a Roku, you can watch it at AmericanHorrors.com. Giz and Johnny Danger Deadly, welcome to Heart Attack. Hello, how are you? Thanks very much for having us. Indeed. You finally got to talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a good intro. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. There was a couple of things you were on about bullshit talks. I'm sitting there going, going but that's all we do is talk. It's constructive bullshit. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> it's constructive. And you know what? I'm going to give it to you, Giz. You've got some of the best analysis. You really, really nail it. I'm very impressed with you. I, I'll be honest, that's what happens when you basically sit around most days doing nothing but ingesting stories in as many different forms as you can. Um, like Johnny's the pretty boy he's like the himbo <laughs> and you bring the brains well thank you very much <laughs> I think more accurately I just bring um, a lot of large words and the ability to make myself sound like I know what I'm talking about I speak large words not quite good not too. quite as profusely as I do <laughs> this is true how long have you guys been doing Gorecast now uh, we were 12 months in uh, September what yeah oh god and since you guys are recording this, you're going to have to keep track of the time for me. So when we get around the 15-minute mark, we're going to want to go out. So if you want to signal me or something to let me know. Yeah. Because uh, uh, as we record this, guys, uh, those fuckers at Skype changed their shit. So now my Skype won't work. So we're recording this thing through Facebook, and the guys are being <laughs> cool and helping me. Things have been crazy with Waka. She, uh, she nearly died a week ago, and so 
I'm going back and forth to the hospital, and thank God you guys are helping me out, or else I wouldn't even be able to record these heart attacks. Well, we're we're all under the American Horrors family, and family help each other, don't they? Hell yeah. Real family help each other. Uh, I flinch when I hear the word family because I've been fucked over by family members so many mm. times. So bad. I should walk around dropping bricks out of my asshole. I've been fucked so bad. <coughs> At the end of the day, family is those that give a shit and those that you choose to give a shit about. It doesn't matter if you're blood or not. That's true. That's true. You guys have, have absolutely done a spectacular job with your promos. Thanks a lot. Uh, does, how do you guys come up with those things? Is it, you sit around or... <laughs> It just hits you, or because um, Faceless Mike is another guy behind the Emerald Gore Society. He's one of the producers on the show, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, he's 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 one of the producers. Um, hey, Faceless, wherever you are, buddy, how you doing, pal? <laughs> Haven't talked to you in a while, fucker. Let's get that video show done. Come on, you fucker. You sent me that show for the horror video game review show. Let's fucking do it. But get off your couch. Do it in an alley or something. <laughs> it's very hard to get a PlayStation into an alley. Well, it can be done. The question is whether or not you get out of the alley with the PlayStation. Uh, no, no. It, when they shoot the show, they're sit, it's the usual bullshit of sitting on a couch yeah. talking, which is the usual web shit. And what I told Mike was I really liked his reviews, and I thought the show was a good idea, uh, And especially with the mask thing. But get off the fucking couch. It's not like you're actually playing the game during the recording of your review. Go do it someplace interesting. Go yeah. to a fucking pub. Get the fuck off the couch. That's what I said. But his review was good. All his reviews of the videos were great, and we need that for the network. Um, I totally agree. Like, a bit of video games always goes down well. Uh, I feel that if he went to a pub and did them, he might be getting a lot of strange looks as he tries to drink through a straw through <laughs> the mask. You know? Yeah, but that could be funny. It, it, could, could, it could be. It could. Unfortunately, Irish pubs, it could also be rather um, volatile. Just because someone's going to take the piss, and then before you know it, a simple gag is glassing and everyone's calling <laughs> the cops. And I'm I'm being asked why the hell I arrived on and I'm standing there going because blood sports. That's Limerick today. That's Limerick today. Um, so is that how the Irish do it when they're bored they fight in the pub? No, 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 no. To be it, fair, it's not. It's not. 25%. Yeah, a good, you know, sometimes it's not so much bored as, oh God, I'm drunk. What do I do now? Oh, what am I going to do? I'm just going to fight something. Uh, in relation to the... To the initial question before we jump into the first track uh, that you wanted us to do, um, there, myself and Giz, Giz kind of just, we sit down and we, we'll usually have a, a team for the show or something like that worked out and then it's just kind of like, okay, so what sort of horror scene could we take from one of the movies we're talking about that would kind of make sense in yeah. what we're doing and then it'd be like, now we're two uh, stupid Irish lads, so how are we going to make this situation uh, more, comical. More, more comical? Or there is occasionally, uh, not that I like to get into my toilet activities, oh, I, I, I do occasionally have these epiphany shits he where really I just, I just, disturbing. yeah, I just go to use the bathroom and then I'll come back and I'll be like, I got it, this is what we're doing. <laughs> so, a lot of the That's time, pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good. A lot of the uh, time, it's you just... You guys are going to be doing a double-length episode for Halloween on American Horrors. We What's are. the subject matter going to be? We're talking a little bit about Halloween itself. We're yep. talking a little bit about Iha, Iha Sawin, which, yeah. which we're going to be talking a little bit about how due to Halloween and the mispronunciation... There, mispronunciation there's no cinema, such thing as a Samhain. Samhain, Sam Sam uh, the entire legend of Samhain oh. and everything has arisen from a mispronunciation in Halloween. Of Samhain. <laughs> no, really, it has. It's ridiculous, man. Yeah, it's a pagan festival over in Ireland, so we'll be getting a little bit into the, the, the dark and nasty Irish history of it. And then we'll be talking a little bit about our favourite shit to do on Halloween and random things like that. You know, yeah. go pick up a date, bring her home, tie her up, all that kind of stuff. You know, does this smell like chloroformers that yeah, I have yeah. Ah, well, that was my old life before I got married. <laughs> Never confused. I have an understanding girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That that helps a lot. What do your What do your ladies think of your pursuit of horror? Do you, your girlfriends into this or not? Uh, I know Johnny. Don't you have? Isn't she come in and in part of the show? Uh, my my girlfriend's. A, a, she's a super cool chick. Who um, not one chick flick to be seen in her DVD collection. It was actually one of the things that made me fall in love with her was when I saw her DVD collection. It was just exclusively action movies and horror movies with the only one good Steven Seagal movie in there. No others. So that really put me the on the only one. Which is the only one good Steven Seagal movie? Under Siege. 
Which one? Under Siege. Under Siege? Under Siege, which is predominantly Tommy Lee Jones' acting, in my opinion. I got to admit, when I was doing Taekwondo in the late 80s, that's when Seagal started to show up. And I didn't do Aikido, so it was kind of neat to see what he was doing. And I was into his shit at first, but then he just got crazy bananas, goofy... And then when I started training with Gene <laughs> Bell and I heard the stories about Gene choking him out till he pissed and shit himself. Oh, my God. Now I just can't take the dudes. Now, I know a lot of people in Hollywood that have worked with him and I, I can't take the guy seriously at all. Um, it, it, I, I used to kind of like his stuff when I was a kid. Um, then, as I, I'd agree with you, he, he, he got really cheesy really quick. And Marked for Death was just the worst. And then the, oh. the Italian one, what was it? out for justice or something where he's a cop and he's chasing some mafia guys in New York. And he's always got yeah. this beret on his head. Oh my God. Yeah. Shirt. yeah. Oh my hang God. On. Hang on. To be fair. Right. And I just realized it. the best Steven Seagal movie is the one with, um, fucking, uh, Jack Burton, Jack Burton, that, that, that actor. Oh, you're talking about executive uh, decision. I mean, everyone that sees that cheers when he goes flying out the back of that airplane. Are you talking about Kiefer? Yeah. Sanders? Executive decision. He dies right in the beginning. Oh. He's like a Navy SEAL asshole. He's he's always a cop or a I'm Navy not SEAL Navy asshole. Navy SEALs are assholes. I'm saying Steven Seagal is an asshole. Yeah, if he was a chef, Navy he'd be a chef asshole. He was a chef yeah. asshole. He was a chef asshole in Under Siege. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's oh, true. God. Well, let's We're get at- back to the fucking horror. All right, you guys, we got to take a quick break from Heart Attack. We're gonna go to song. We'll be right back with more interview madness with Giz and Johnny Danger Deadly from Gorecast.
Welcome back to Heart Attack. I am Hart D. Fisher. We are back on the air for a month-long set of October episodes. I'm going to be on every week on Jackalope Radio. We'll be posting this online at soundcloud.com backslash heart attack. And that's H-A-R-T, guys. Definitely share these. Get these out there. Get them on Twitter. Uh, I'm on Twitter again, kind of. Uh, so look for me there. I, I don't really tweet much. But with me right now are the two hosts from Gorecast. I've got the Geese and Johnny Danger Deadly. The Geese. Uh, they are both on with me. I, I really enjoy their show on American Horrors. They're a lot of fun, and they bring a fresh perspective on horror. I'm going to just hit you guys between the eyes. Have you been watching the Exorcist Horror TV show? I have. I have not. Okay, Giz, why aren't you watching it? Honestly, because I have seen a lot of TV shows that have come along and basically tried to expand on a classic horror movie. And like what? Well, they did a they did the the series that was based on Psycho. They did um, that Hannibal Lecter series, which, to be fair, what Hannibal was very good. Yeah, it had its I, good moments. I liked Hannibal until the third season. I felt that the third season they blew it. They, it was, should still be on the air, but they decided we're going to be an art show. That's kind and of they what they forgot <laughs> the horror. They forgot it on the third season, and that's what killed it. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was getting to. A lot of the times, you see shows like this that they decide um, will expand on the premise delivered in a film. Mm. And while it might start off good, you might get a season, maybe two, that's good. Eventually, they decide, you know what? We've taken it this far. Now, let's let's blow their minds with this. And they're not blowing their minds. They're fucking boring the minds. Yeah. Or pissing oh, them over Canada. that Omen TV show was so bad. I was Which like, one? you fuckers. The oh. Omen show was terrible. Uh, it was very bad. I didn't... I liked... That was the Mist. Out. The Mist was, like, looked cheap and it was boring. Uh, they copyright flagged us, so I refused to watch it. <laughs> what do you mean they copyright? Oh, on the show, we we uh, we uh, disgracefully put on their trailer for the TV oh, show. No, and, whatever will you and do? The production company copyright flagged us, so I was like, fair enough. If I can't see, if I can't talk about the trailer, I won't talk about your show. Yeah, but you have fair use if you're talking about the show and if you are discussing it. Uh, fair use in America re- revolves around the idea of you can use a clip for the purposes of. Social commentary, criticism, or parody. So therefore, those guys illegally flagged you, and that's happening a lot on YouTube. They are overstepping their boundaries and overstepping their rights. And you'll notice that most of those people don't fuck with me because I have a history with my lawyers well, of going after motherfuckers well, who try to fuck with American horrors. The thing with YouTube as well is there's bots you can get that will auto-flag for you. So I, I know. a lot of them I don't even know because they have control over the flagging. Heart Attack had a problem with uh, – we have our ASCAP and all of our BMI licensing and all that shit in order through Jackalope. Mm. And so to suppress the political information, they were flagging us whenever we used an Iggy Pop song. But they only did it on particular political topics. So the Iggy Pop song was our intro for a while. It was uh, the intro song to Heart Attack when we first launched the show. And what we found is they were selectively targeting shows that were influencing people. So shows that hit upon a certain political topic at a certain time, like, gee, gosh, oh, golly, a major shooting happens the day before a big vote on the FCC chairman who's trying to get rid of net neutrality for all the big corporations who want to throttle back on Netflix and want to throttle back on shows like Roku. And I've already seen it happen. They've already caught Verizon. They've already caught these companies throttling back on competing uh, entertainment people like us and and like Roku. You know, uh, they purposely throttle back so that you can't really watch American Horrors as well or let's say uh, another network or let's say Netflix Mm -hmm. because they're in competition. Comcast is in direct competition with Netflix. Uh, So therefore, there's there's a real issue here of them being owners of the cable network and also owners of the internet that are transporting our feed of other entertainment like you guys with your online broadcasts and with this YouTube shit. Uh, they're overstepping their bounds quite a bit. But let's get back to these these horror shows. Uh, I have been watching The Exorcist, and I found that I liked parts of it. Like, I felt that, one, I really felt that the pe- – I feel that the people making these shows do not know horror. Uh, I, I really they, feel that the executives and the TV people, they don't know horror and what works in horror. Did, did, I, I, I've always – I've always um, – because I, I do a lot of filming and stuff myself, and I've always said, like – as you've heard me say a million times, um, the, the, sh- shooting a video 
or shooting a movie or anything is is like conducting a song. Mm-hmm. There's there's a beat and a flow to it, and I, I'd agree with you that a lot of these people don't seem to have the the horror beat and flow. It gets way too drama, and they just try to slap in a kind of a scary bit. Look, or when I sit down and do the programming for American Horrors, I'm I'm unlike anybody else who does scheduling in television. I'm a talented editor, and I have edited at least 150 or 200 TV shows, music videos, commercials, feature films, adult films, fetish films, uh, music videos, a lot of music videos, a lot of commercials, a lot of promos, a lot of trailers. I've, I've cut so many trailers. I, I probably cut, Jesus, I probably have cut 100 trailers in the adult film industry. So when I go to schedule American Horrors, when I sit down with it, it's known as a paper edit. Some people would give me an edit for the <coughs> film and all the cuts would be written down. They, they would mm. make it by time code yeah. and I would go and think everything up via their time code. So that's kind of how I do. I do a paper edit. So the, sh- the, the channel is meant to flow. So that's why you'll see uh, a Joe Friday commercial telling you how safe cigarettes are and that'll flow right into the end addiction commercial. Yeah. And then that'll flow into some crazy movie trailer. You know, like you guys have been watching American Horrors. I'm addicted. Have you kind of noticed that? Have you noticed that, like a flow, like things seem to flow into each other, like with the music videos? Um, myself, myself, my girlfriend were even saying it that it's you can't you can't just tune in for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's it's kind of like yeah. It, to be honest, it's how you hook in the audience. Yeah. Um, I've I don't do it as much as I used to, unfortunately. But um, once upon a time, I used to DJ in, in a, a nightclub in Limerick. I'd and it'd be all metal mm-hmm. music. And like you're saying, you gotta you gotta get a flow to it. You can't just keep the pace 100% heavy, kind of no. lighten it down, bring them up, and then yeah, drop in some break heavy. Every once in a while. Yeah, but you know, and it's all about it's Reading your, your almost, audience. Yeah, and you're almost telling a story, not just with what you're presenting, but how you're presenting it. You're allowing the audience to. That terrifies me that you're telling stories through music in nightclubs. Oh yeah, man! I told you that whole bit. Oh right yeah, had, definitely. That's something you could time, do for sure. That time when I had the crowd bowing to me was fantastic. It was good. But um, that's that's a good reaction, dude. Yeah, it was. It, it was actually. It was. It was it very was well timed and dramatic. Yeah. Um, that's so uh, cool. I, I had one moment kind of like that. I was doing a spoken word performance in Compton, nice. and it was in a warehouse art show thing. And I'm reading my my poetry and doing my thing, and I look up and I look at the audience. They're all sitting on the ground like little kids. They all just sat down and were looking up and listening to everything I said and really listening. And I was like, holy shit, whoa. <laughs> and the whole key to it's that a, is to, to lure them in with a good flow, with, with yeah, gently yeah. bringing them in. And it's the same with anything. Like you said, when you're doing your station, you have things linked together so that it's a steady, continuous, natural progression into the next thing. Yeah, well, even if you just click in... the. You have it laid out so well that even if you just click in, 97% of the time, there's going to be something very visually grabbing on the yeah. screen that you're going to be like, hang on a minute now, this? what's going on here? I noticed that Is watching that other horror channels where right? I'm like, none of the movies they're playing have their own identifiable soundtrack. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's literally, um, it's just some it's all copy. Pro Tools, sound samples, none of them have that lush score. Like, one movie we play... Uh, on the network that we've added is is a remake of uh, I think it's a remake of Village of the Damned. It's called The Children, oh, and it's from the seventies. And it's toxic kids go through a cloud, and now they're like acidic and they melt people. And it's a lot of fun, but the score is from Harry Manfredini, and Harry did all the music for Friday the Thirteenth. And Harry's a friend. Uh, Harry's a great guy. A lot of fun. When I was in Los Angeles, I got to hang out and do so many cool things with all these horror guys. And and Harry's music was used in the the Children. So when you watch the film, it's almost the same identical Friday the 13th score, but for this other movie. It's trippy. And and so, like, I like that stuff. I, I dig it. So we'll we'll make sure, like, with your show, it's fun. I like to – we've been doing the stuff with uh, uh, Calabrese. Yeah. And yeah. I, I make sure that the videos that we play, they're all horror-themed, and I make sure the music flows into each other. So, well, like, the video will flow into the, your intro of your show. I don't think other people do that. I don't think other channels do that. I don't think they have a clue about that, actually. Once upon a time, they did. But I think as basically, um, much like the reason why we keep getting slapdash versions of classic movies getting brought out, it's no longer about actually entertaining the audience. It's instead about grabbing enough attention for you to be able to market your show 
yeah. to whatever the sponsors are or wherever the ad companies are. So all you really need to do is basically have everyone hooked for one season or have everyone hooked for a certain amount of time to get that advertising done. And afterwards, no one gives a shit. And it's the same, like you were saying, nobody seems to care about doing that in modern times when it comes to setting up most channels because they don't care about actually bringing the audience in and naturally well, actually, gaining their attention. And it's just about another hit every now and then so that they can have an advert up or they can have their, their sponsor fucking being taken in and just banging the stuff out without any consideration. But as that could nearly be taken up as not just about the, the film or TV industry. That's literally everything. Yeah. It, like it's, it's got to a stage in modern Don't society where you can't music yeah it's got to it's, it, fuck it's, it's got to a stage in modern society where you can't kind of sit down and think something out it has to be now 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 I need it now 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 yeah it's, that and the rip-offs come so fast now the yeah. rip-offs come so damn fast uh it, it kind of blows my mind like one of the cool things I like about running American horrors is seeing the effect it's had on other people because now I'm seeing other channels are adopting our format I'm seeing old cigarette commercials show up on Turner Classic Movies. And it's actually technically illegal for them to even play them on broadcast television. They're not supposed to do that. But somehow, some way, they're doing it. And they're doing it because at American Horrors, it's interesting and our ratings keep climbing. We've had the best ratings this summer. And I think I got to congratulate you guys. I think you're part of this. I think your promos helped with this. Uh, we've got a real good group of people. We've got a new guy on social media. Dudes, I've got a guy who was in Iraq at Camp Slayer, who worked for the DIA, who worked in communications with the CIA. He's he's volunteered to be helping with our social media You're and our Instagram and our fucking Twitter. <laughs> Holy shit. So, hey, Joe, uh, I know you had some surgery on your arm. If you're listening to this, I hope you're doing better. I hope your arm feels better, buddy. And thank you so much for all your help. And I'll say it. Hey, thanks for your service to the country. I'm not a big fan of the Iraq war, but I do... Uh, thank you for your time that you put in in uniform. Thank you very much, Joe. And all the other guys that work for us. We we know we have Max DeVille. Uh, he's been on Heart Attack a bunch of times. He's our Sarge. He's uh, our tech guy and helps <coughs> set up all the VOD and set up the American Horrors Roku. You know, there's a lot of great people working here, and there's a lot of excitement with the horror. I wish you guys could be out for the American Horrors Film Festival because I've got – oh, my God, the shit is so good, dudes. The shit is so good. We'd love to be I out there, actually, to be honest. I'm excited. I'm really, truly excited about it. I can't believe the quality that came in. Uh, I've been doing the film festival scene for a long time before I decided to do one. I, I've been planning on it for a while. And uh, I really wish you guys could be out and see it because it's uh, maybe we'll have to figure out a way to get you guys out here next year. That'd be great. We'd love that. We, we could be your hostess with the mostess. Hostesses, yeah, we, I co-host this year. Uh, I'm hosting the American Horrors Film Festival. People want to get tickets. Uh, it's only $8 per screening, or you could get a weekend pass. The uh, weekend pass for the festival, dudes, is cheap. It's 70 bucks. 70 bucks for the weekend pass, and we've got five screenings on Friday, six screenings on Saturday, opening night party at the Thumbs Up Saloon, which is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're working it out. We're, we're trying to get some bands up there to play with us, too. We're going to be shooting the festival as a TV special that's going to air on American Horrors. So some of the things that, that didn't make it into the festival, I think I'm going to try to get them to air on the network because I don't think they would have worked well on a movie screen in 4K, but they're perfect streamed on your TV set. Cool. Be, yeah. really Was there something that, that what do you guys like about have you guys go to horror film festivals out there in Ireland? Do they do they have them? That uh, you go to? There's not a crazy amount of them in Ireland, to be honest. There's um there's a horror expo being done, I think, in October. It was yeah. done for the last horror year. Event. Yeah, it was being done for the last year or two. It's being held inside in um Freemason's Lodge, apparently. A lot of stuff is actually held in there. <laughs> yeah, but um from what from what I know I got married at a haunted Mason's Lodge. Okay. Nice. <laughs> on Halloween night, it nice. was a dark and stormy night. The rain came down from the skies. Their heart fishers wedding. It was a costume wedding. I came down the aisle to the Phantom of the Opera theme. Nice. My mom would have a heart attack though, if I, did. I think my mother would have a heart attack if she even heard that I was getting married. So no, my, mom, my mom would actually, actually, my mom would have a heart attack if she heard I was getting married, and then she would have a heart attack when I explain it's uh, track. If you, if you guys want to see the look on my mother's face, because when I got married, you know, Waka is from Japan, 
And 9-11 had just happened in America where the towers had come down. So I'm like, shit, I love this chick. I better marry her right away before they change all the immigration laws. Good move. So we went out and it's a funny story. I went out and by random chance when we got legally married, we just went and did the paperwork uh, with the justice of the peace. I ended up getting married on the same day that my mom and dad did. (laughs) Totally random too. The world's weird that way, isn't it? Yeah. And so – we got married then like a, in 2003, a year later, we had the big, big Halloween wedding. And it was a nice. lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Well, like to people, marriage is a very strange thing because people get way too wrapped up in the Monogamy. white dress, churchy, uh, you Monogamy. know. I was in full makeup. Uh, Rollis Khan <laughs> did my makeup effects nice. and uh, Rollis. I was the character from The Cell, you know, The Cell with Jennifer Lopez yeah. and uh, Vince Vaughn. I really like that movie, especially if you get to see it in a theater. That's a that's a theater experience. That film is, is really awesome. Uh, and I, I was uh, the character of one of the demon characters where he's wearing black pants. He's all white with gold flecked paint on his forearms and he's got horns coming out of his yeah. head. His head is bald. It looks like ivory snowflakes on his head. And he's like washing a body in a tub. I was that guy. So my hair was under a bald cap. I shaved off all my body hair. I had not met my wife's parents yet. I met them the night before the wedding. And I made sure to grow a big crazy beard. I grew like a big fucking beard. If you're going to meet the parents, you need a big crazy beard. Yeah. So when they met me, I had all this hair and this beard. And then when they saw me at the wedding, I'm a demon. And all the hair on my arm is gone, and all my tattoos were painted over, and you know, uh, my I had the, the I looked like the guy from the cell. I really, uh, Rollis did a great job on the makeup. I was in the chair for at least an hour, maybe an hour and a half. I was late to the wedding because uh, Rollis was late, and my wife was furious that we were late because I didn't get out of makeup, the big diva queen that I am. <laughs> It's got to be a flip. It's got to be a flip for the guy to be late because his makeup's getting done. That's the secret, guys. Here, here's the secret to me. I saw at an early age that whole notion where you're going to take the chick out on the fucking date, or you're going to go out with your girlfriend, and you get ready first, and then you're sitting around on your ass for an hour and a half waiting for her to get all pretty. Well, guess what, guys? I don't even start getting dressed till I see her makeup's just about done. I don't even start. I don't even get in the fucking shower. You wait on me, motherfucker. I ain't waiting on you. You're going to wait on me. I'm the diva. This is Hart's world. It is. That's why I have a TV network. I mean, come on, guys. Stephen King don't have one. Rob Zombie don't have one. Holy shit, it's hard o'clock. Why do I have a kick-ass horror channel and they do not? I mean, they've got way more money than me. Fucking gazillion dollars more than me. But I'm the one kicking ass with the killer horror channel with you guys on board, right? I believe uh, yeah. it is will and determination are the difference there. Will and determination. And a lot of people just don't have the foresight and balls to just go ahead and yeah. do their own. Robert Rodriguez, that's the only guy I can think of in a big position that started up his own channel. Yeah. Robert Rodriguez is a big fan of American horrors. He hasn't publicly said it, but he's ripped off our our formats <laughs> quite a bit. So I know he's a big fan. And if people go, oh, Hart, that's just your ego. I'd say, well, fuck you, because I'm the guy who prepared the presentation demo reel of Count Crazy Craig that was submitted to the people at the El Rey Network because a good friend of ours was trying to get Craig a job on the El Rey Network as a horror host. And so, gee, gosh, magically, after they got our submission with all the American horror stuff, they changed the entire look of the El Rey Network. All of a sudden, it changed all their graphics their grindhouse graphics, uh, all uh, their promos, and all of a sudden, gee, now there's a director's interview show on there. Gosh, oh golly, just like the American Horror's intermission. And gee, golly, uh, American Horror has been the real world revolution. American Horrors will broadcast the revolution. The you, revolution should will be you should get payback. You should get payback to start wrestling. Horror for the people. Horror for the people. Well, after our submission to Mr. Rodriguez, all of a sudden, it's now it's the People's Network. Well, you know, get what I'm saying, guys. So I'm the leader. They're the fucking followers. And Rodriguez has even admitted on the air in his interview with John Carpenter that, yes, I steal from the things I like. And he admitted it. He, he, he literally said that word I for like words. Have you, have you seen? Uh, do you guys get the L Ray Network over there? Uh, I actually just about to say you should actually get your vengeance by creating your own wrestling thing. The, the only I thing- was going to do a wrestling show, but honestly, I felt that they did it so good. They did the show I wanted to do, so I won't. Okay, well, I can't compete. A bit of news: it may not be. It may not be. It may not be actually accurate, right? 
there is a very strong possibility because a lot of Lucha Underground's main talent have gone, and because they haven't really? actually... Really? Uh, oh, they're, they're, the Johnny fucking Mundo is over in TNA. So is Rey Mysterio. It's JFW now. Oh, whatever the fuck they're calling it this week. <laughs> um, Drago was there for a week. There's a couple other boys. Uh, Taya's gone. Taya's gone. Well, that's because they, that ties into Johnny Mundo. There's some background politics yeah. involved the with AAA is, and Lucha that... The point is that a lot right. of the a lot of the big names that got Lucha Underground where it is now. We're wrestling got, commentators on the side, by the way, in case you didn't or you were wondering why we're so yeah. jacked up on wrestling. But um, <laughs> no, it's cool. Danzig's a huge wrestling fan, and come on, guys, yeah. Dean the Bell was a pro wrestler, so and I, hell I yeah. got to. Yeah. I got yeah. to have Rowdy Roddy Piper as a wrestling partner at Jeans one night. Well, of interest, that is of interest to you. So is, is the fact that because that is good because Lucha Underground haven't done any filming since last October. The air, the episodes <laughs> that are airing at the moment, year, we're all filming. We're all filmed the year in oh, advance. Okay, so because I, I, I'll say it. I think, I think American Horrors is the fucking best. But I think the El Rey Network is the best, like guys channel. Like, it's a great channel for dudes. Yeah. It's, it's fuck Spike. Spike is like, what the fuck? This ain't for men. Yeah. This is for, like, fucking bitchy men. This ain't for real men. Yeah. The El Rey Network, I like it. I think it's great. And I'll say I really, really did like the director's chair. I actually learned a lot from it. I watched the episodes more and more. Uh, I do like Robert Rodriguez quite a bit. I'm a big fan. I'm, of I'm a serious Rodriguez fan as well. Uh, I was influenced by El Mariachi. I was influenced by a lot of his work. So... When I talk about that, I'm just being honest, you know, about, hey, I know you're influenced by us. That's okay. We're influencing a lot of people. This is the way the game is played, you know, and I'm, I'm happy we influence you. But here's what I want to see, guys. I want to see the American Horrors El Rey Network team up. That's what I want. I want to have a team up. Television networks need to team up. We teamed up with the Grindhouse channel. No one else has ever done that. No other independent channels teamed up. And that's my gig. I want to team up. I like that. I like to get together with a group of people and go kick ass and have a good time. Uh, we're hitting the 38-minute mark now. Ah, uh, wow. We've been talking so long. We better break for song. Holy shit. We're going to go to song. We'll be right back with more fucking heart attack. You've forsaken me. Feel broken, but I'm not broken. Am I? I'm misguided me. I'm not drowning, but can't breathe. Can I? You've rejected me. Not shame, but... Not open am I you've dissected me Divided maybe but not finally
Welcome back to Heart Attack. I have no idea what the fuck they just played because I'm I'm turning over the music control uh, to these that, guys from Ireland. I don't know what the hell they're gonna play. We, they we, might even miss Penny. We brought that you. Was, we brought you some awesome a, Irish a music. That was head fuzzy. That was head fuzzy with um, this the broken, broken this broken throne. That's yeah. it. And the track we played earlier was the crawling with acid on my skin. Uh, savage music video too yeah. as well. Actually, you should go check it out. Uh, for the American Horrors Film Festival, I got to uh, we got as a submission a 19 minute long uh, music video slash short film from War Beast with the original nice. hitchhiker character from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Nice, Ooh. very yeah, nice. I, I, be, I like when people do cool. a big. Um, out of curiosity, is it is it actually a 20 minute long music video or is it storyline driven? Gets into a normal. It's length? a storyline driven thing that has a music video in it. Yeah, I love that. It, the, did you ever see the? Uh, they're probably not your style of music, but uh, did you ever see the video Thirty Seconds to Mars did like that? You never know what kind of music I like. Yeah. I'm omnivorous, and actually, I like Thirty Seconds to Mars. I, I really they're like cute them. little emo guys. Those yeah. skinny little fellas are so cute. They, it, for for what they do, they're good at it. Yeah, and you yeah. know the music videos they did—they did some pretty damn cool music videos with yeah. Shia LaBeouf. I can never get that guy's name right. Yeah, and then you have Jared Leto as the the front man. Anyway, he's so. great. A lot of people get on him, but I think it's because they're jealous bitches. Oh uh, fuck God, them! There's so they're, much they're, jealousy they're, online. They're Jesus literally Christ. It's the same with Justin Timberlake, where people shit on him the whole time, and it's just because it's people can't wrap their fucking head around. Oh, uh, he's a singer, I, but now he's acting. Oh, that's so bullshit. Uh, some people are just fucking talented and can do more than one thing. Timberlake did voiceover. I wouldn't know anything about that, guys. Timberlake did voiceover in an it animated did. film or a cartoon recently. I can't remember what it was, but I do remember actually seeing the credits afterwards and going, Jesus, that was Justin Timberlake. He, that was a damn good job. He's brilliant. And, and for a guy... That dude's is, great. That guy, He can take the piss out of himself and everything. He's so good on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And I'll say, I like his music. I like a lot of his music. It's fucking good. I like to go dancing, guys. You yeah. Know, uh, I gotta, you want to know how well someone's we going to fuck? Watch him dance. As we said on the interview when you were on our show, uh, <laughs> you got to boogie-woogie sometimes. It's got to oh, happen. Oh, yeah. You get out there with a hot lady, see her shaking her goods, man. You're getting down. Senorita. You're having a good time. Fuck yeah. I used to do the whole rave scene in the now 90s. I can see. You're missing my, the JT, my JT missing impression. The, yeah, you're missing the dance. He's not. He can see it. Supposed to know here. He can see it. Oh I'm god, there's the there's got to be so much embarrassing wedding dance footage of me around somewhere because yeah. I get all drunk and loaded and I'm going bananas <laughs> dancing with like my mom and shit. Uh let's go. I think everybody has to do the embarrassing mom dance at some stage at a wedding. It's just unavoidable. I managed to get out of it. Do your parents think what you do is weird? Do your parents think your interest in horror is weird? Like when you were kids growing up, did they think you were weird because you liked horror? Um, um no for me I, well my mum did I, when when i was growing up it was less weird because i'm into horror and weird because i'm into fucking everything yeah so like where my father like to be so fair you fuck dogs you fuck cats you fuck sheep you fuck everything huh not exactly the fucking i was going no through. more of a fucking switch <laughs> fuck everything yeah pretty much um, you mean you have an interest in everything i fucked yeah, everything pr primarily <laughs> yeah. primarily because um i was into like science well, fiction. i knew the himbo fucked everything what Himbo. Johnny's a himbo. It's oh, like a bimbo, yeah. but with an H, a himbo. Oh, dude. <laughs> dude I'd, I'd like to clarify on air, being called out as a himbo. I'm the one that does all the editing, all the cover grading, all the sound I editing. I know that. Hang on a second. Pull up, pull up, pull up. Now, fucking refer to you as the pretty boy. Now. You see, now, now you can get away with saying that you're all respectable and doing stuff. I fucking remember you like 15 years ago and fucking... Shut up. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> That's what I fucking I used to, thought. I used to, I'd like to see a Gorkas. I'd like to see a bunch of photographs of you guys. No, from you fucking costumes. don't. I literally used your, to your be... childhood Halloween costumes on the show would be cool. I I have single handedly no, managed to. I have single handedly bar one or two stray ones from the the high school. And uh, thanks, Patty Joe. <laughs> You motherfucker. Oh, and Pat Brown as well. You motherfucker. Pat but Brown has I, I used to, I used to be like nearly twenty stone when yeah. I uh, and. I, I've somehow managed to literally erase all evidence of it by these two fucking photos that resurfaced a year or two ago. You mean you me. were a fat cut? Uh, yeah. 
I was just, uh, yeah. The one of all of us down by the bridge. Not like wobbly fat. I was, ch- I, I was large and chunky, but uh, yeah. I've been up and down the scale. I, I've been, I've been heavy. I normally get heavy after an injury. Like I, I'll break my hand and then yeah. I'll, I won't be able to work out for a while. And I, I get yeah. heavy every time I have an injury. Yeah, fucking tell me about it. I on the other hand, I'm skin and bone my entire life. I mean, I'm, I'm happy. I lost uh, in the last year. I've lost about forty pounds. Nice, nice. And You're I just did that from having to take care of my fucking wife. I brought her around like a maniac. Uh, good, good and I exercise. love Halloween. Do you guys trick or treat in Ireland? Um, well, when I, well, we see, we trick is, we trick and drink now. Yeah, this is why there's no there's no photographs of me in like Halloween costumes when I was younger because um, around about the age of 10, 11, 12, it's not so much trick or treating as it is avoiding getting a good solid egging. Um, and that. Oh would, no, I know all about that. Yeah. And that, that would then deteriorate. There was a full on. There was a Did you have a thing called bag snatchers? Older kids would come running up from behind you. No, be because it's limerick. No, and they grab your bag and run away with it. No, no it's limerick, so you it's... wouldn't know what anyone would have in them. Exactly, like you could run up to a kid, and before you know it, you're getting a slap of an egg in the face. Yeah, or something I worse. Have, I have a funny Halloween. No, that's what I mean. What I'm talking about is these are older, bigger kids. Yeah, that that's did this to the little kids. Yeah, and the little kids are the ones packing heat. Yeah. <laughs> because the older there, kids there's have a caught slight, them. Hey, you know what? On Halloween, everyone's getting eight, so you best be walking around armed unless you want to get eight. Slight, there's a slight Lord of the Flies mentality. It's great. Uh, in, I have a funny Halloween egg story for you. Uh, I'm, I uh, I'm a, a nice. Weather. The more you guys talk, the more I'm thinking the the stereotype of the fighting Irish is real. Uh, no, no. it's all in good fun. It's all yeah. There was an egg war once held inside someone's house by accident. The mother came out and started arming us with stuff. You literally cop locked my egg story twice now. <laughs> <laughs> well, what can I say? I am a one hell of a rooster. Uh, it was uh, it was story. myself and Brian and a load of lads were walking off to do uh, typical dressed up nightclub going getting langers. Some kid drives by, fucks an egg at me. I don't know how long he had the egg in the fridge, but the thing just bounces off my chest, doesn't break. Lands in my hand, and then I slap the egg off and I'm cycling away on the bike. Nice. Yeah. You're um, talking about Byron. You're I was right. also dressed as a pirate, so I had a lot of frills on. So that could have had a lot to do with it. Uh, a friend of ours, Byron, right? Um, he had to move back to Liverpool recently, unfortunately. Yeah. Once upon a time, that mad bastard convinced me, right? He was having a house party inside me's flat, the one that overlooked the fucking down uh, above the, the pizza place, the really rough That's area. That's flat. <laughs> no, no, the really rough part above that pizza place. Yeah. Uh, uh, all the drug dealers yeah, doesn't matter. Doesn't, yeah, anyway. That, we was, go a, down, that was our apartment, just to let you know. <laughs> we go down to a bar. Guys, you guys got a, a point here? I don't know. <laughs> the point is this. We go down to a bar in costume because Byron's gotten sick of the house party. The costumes are masks, full masks. We go into that bar. The bouncers think we're the fucking Casey's in to rob the place and I'll get shorty real fast until we reveal the mask and go, it's all right, lads. We're just down for a point. <laughs> Sounds like I'm going to have a lot of fun when I come out to Ireland. Yeah, it yeah. might be a good idea to fly us over to America, actually, come to think of it. it you it, and I will be getting a lot of trouble. Uh, uh, we won't mean to. <laughs> I, I don't really get into too much trouble, actually. For all my reputation, I'm, I'm pretty good with, with talking my way out of situations. I'm pretty big, so most people don't really want to tangle with me. And I, I get along with cops, actually. I, I do. I've, I've trained with a lot of cops at Gokorn Jeans in L.A., so I've dealt with the police's people quite a bit, and I, I know them. Like, I know their job. I, I, I've been politically involved, so I kind of know more about them and what their job is about and what their guidelines are. You know, people want to talk about police violence. Well, uh, who gives them the rules? Who tells them what to do? It's the civilian leadership, so it comes from the top down. But I'm getting political again. God damn it. Fucking God damn it. What do you think about the exorcist show, Himbo? <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> Uh, I got to I got to do himbo t-shirts now. Oh, um, uh, with your big smiling face on it. Yeah, that that little bit. Um, a fan took a Ken doll, a Malibu Ken doll, and turned it into a heart doll. I fucking love that. I absolutely fucking love that. It's all well and good until they turn it into a heart voodoo doll. Yeah, right. That's Tell not me good. about it. Uh, my Luckily, opinions, I had uh, the doll. It's, it, he gave it to me. It was from Joe Janowski. My uh, opinions on the Exorcist TV show uh, was I got about four episodes in before I was just like, no, this is the the dialogue was literally ripping through my head like nails on a chalkboard. Uh, it just was very slow. Uh, I'm sick of exorcisms where magically the demon. Uh, okay, you know you're going to go in there. You know you're dealing with the demon who talks yeah. shit. Yet every time it gets under their skin, and I'm like, 
get the fuck out of here. It's not going to get under your skin. There's nothing this motherfucker's going to say to me. You know, ah, oh, you weren't there when your girlfriend Your mother sucks cocks. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad to see she's living with you. there. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, they always do that. They always break down. And I'm, I hate that shit. I'm sick of it. And they did that where the guy's breaking down in the middle of the exorcism, the new guy. It's cliche after cliche after cliche. And I thought Gina Davis was terrible in that that role. Which is unusual because she's actually usually quite good, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't know what happened to her. Her She's had a lot. She must have had a lot of plastic surgery on her face or something. She don't look right. Her acting is like a block of wood. I do like the guy playing the the exorcist, the veteran exorcist. I like that actor. Yeah, I, it, it had all the elements in there. Say it should be a good TV show, but I just yeah. I found it. Um, I just it just did not grab me. My girlfriend really liked it, but um, it just she's just like super addicted to horror. She's just happy yeah. if there's anything horror on. Oh no! I, there's certain things like uh, I'll drive walking nuts because I'll talk to the TV. No. Yeah, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah, yeah. No, she's able to watch The Exorcist that and things like that. And I'm allowed to slide on Sharknado. You just shot off 12. I'm allowed to slide in Sharknado. Or, or my favorite thing to, to bitch about is I, I can't stand the over-sweetened soundtracks. You pull a knife out of a leather sheath and it goes, swing. Yeah. It doesn't make any fucking noise when you what pull the this? knife the out of a leather sheath. What is this? The four musket fucking tears. Fuck. I, I'm so sick of that. Like, everything has a sweetened noise. And I'll tell you straight up in horror, I'm tired of the jump scare. It's, dude, the jump scare was something that was invented to be used very, like, it's like a cherry on a cake. Do you know what I mean? Selective. Yeah, it's like cherry on a cake, and it's literally, uh, it's become the new thing now. I, I fucking hate it, to it's be honest. Because the, nobody... the, the shock score, like, the guy, you get the thing that walks by the camera and goes, Dad! Yeah, but it all, go, yeah. it all goes back to what we were saying a while ago. At the end of the day, we're, it's assumed that audiences no longer have an attention span that audiences no longer have the ability to reason out a story, that audiences don't get something unless it's jumped right in front of you in big fucking neon letters yeah. with I'm scary written in crayon or something underneath it. Yeah, they don't understand that what works best is you need to set up a reality that the viewer can relate to. You have to give the viewer a place to put their feet in order to launch the fantasy. And if you get right into the fantasy, you get right into it, and there's no reality for the viewer, then there's no horror. Exactly. There's no emotional connection. You must give them a place in reality to anchor the fantasy. And that's what they do not understand. Yeah. It's one of the things that I like about the American Horrors Film Festival. I don't believe there's another film fest that has a guy like me. I watched every single submission. I didn't put it to a committee. It was fucking me. <laughs> I decided every fucking movie. No committee. Well, what committee's gonna fucking know horror better than me, motherfucker? <laughs> Who else is gonna know? I'm a writer, director, editor, actor, fucking TV show host, fucking radio show host. Who the fuck is gonna know what's good better than me? So I watched it all, and that's why I'm so impressed with the quality of work that came in. I'm really, really impressed. Uh, we've got this film, Purgatory Road, about a killer priest that's fantastic. Nice. Uh, we've got another one called The Child Remains which is a haunted house chiller about a, an old haunted maternity ward that's really spooky. I like the sound uh, of that, actually. We've got so many killer shorts. And uh, I, I wish I could have included the three don'ts. We had a, a submission from Ireland, and I really liked it. But it was more of a lock, stock, and two smoke and barrels movie. It really wasn't horror enough, but it was a great movie. So, Patty, if you're listening to this, you, you did a good fucking job, brother. You did a great job. It just wasn't horror enough for the festival. And now for our judging, you know, for the best music video category, we have uh, Scum Love, who was the stage manager for the Whiskey A Go-Go, you know, where the doors started. And he works for Schecter Guitars. We got Kevin. Uh, God, I'm losing my mind here. I can't remember. Kevin Tenney. Kevin Tenney from Witchboard and from uh, Night of the Demons. He's the uh, feature film judge. And for our short film judge, we have an Oscar winner. How many other film festivals have a guy who won an Oscar as their judge? But we do. Yeah. Peter Sturm is going to be the judge for the short films. And I'm doing something different here. I already chose the films. So the judges choose the winner on their own. Mm. I don't have a vote. Scum Love is going to pick best video. Kevin's going to pick best feature film. Dieter's going to pick best, fe best short film. I won't have any say in it at all. I'm, I trust their judgment. 
I think they're amazing creators, and I don't think any festival does it like that. Mm. Uh, we're hitting Can you guys f- think of anything like that? We're hitting the 55 mark there, just to let you know. All right. We'll talk a little bit longer here to wrap it up. Uh, have you guys ever heard of a festival with, with that kind of people for the very first film festival, our very first one? No, it's a pretty racked lineup to say so. And to be perfectly honest, when it comes to genre-specific film festivals, we don't really get much in the way of that kind of thing in Ireland. Um, mm-hmm. There's, there's, there are film festivals, but they'd be more kind of um, the Irish equivalent of the Cannes Film Fest, Film Festival, or something like that, where you have like a bunch of different entries in a bunch of different categories. Yeah, the Galway Film Festival, and you have yeah. Richard Harris Film Festival, which is down here. Is Galway? I, uh, I would like to be able to oh, eventually yes. have the American Horrors Film Festival travel. That could be interesting. That would be a cool thing. I know the After Dark Films guys tried to do that, but I thought that the quality of their films was weak, and I felt that's why they failed. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like They they just put it in the movie theater. If you're going to come and call yourself a film festival, well, you better be there. You better have cameras there. You better have a red carpet. You better do it You know, and do that yeah. film fest. Uh, it's something that I, I thought about, uh, and I, I don't know. Now I'm just starting to fucking ramble here. Is there anything you guys want to say out to the audience before we, we get off the air here? Is there anything you want to let them know about? Um, just make sure they check us out on all our social media. So it's it's pretty much the Gorecast or Gorecast on YouTube and Twitch and Facebook, Twitter and all of that. And that we're going to be back up and running for you guys on Sunday, Sunday October 8th. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks for coming on the show. I really enjoy thanks your work. You guys have really added a great flavor to American Horrors. Thanks a lot. And folks at home, uh, chat, chat, I talked over you, didn't I? No. <laughs> well, folks at home, if you want to help out and if you want to help Waka with her medical bills, you can. We have the GoFundMe up. It is GoFundMe.com backslash American Horrors. Shit, let me retake that. If you guys, shit, fuck, let me get this in front of me. Motherfucker. Why am I, I'm brain farting here. It's all right. It's all right, dude. Don't worry. (coughs) I'm so fried from all this fucking hospital shit. Here we go. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Now, if you guys want to help out my wife, Waka, and the co-founder of American Hunter, she's in the house. She was in the ICU for about half a week. Wait, Uh, hang on. Hang on a second. Your your mic dropped out there. You broke up there for a few minutes. Seconds. All right, you you let's we'll, we'll take it from the top again then. Yeah, just to, uh, are we going okay? Is the mic sound okay now? Yeah, sounds cool. Um, so yeah, if you just pick it up from where you were bringing in again, I can edit all that out. All right, I'm gonna take it from the top. Okay, in three, two, one. You know, guys, Wakako Kawagoshi Fisher isn't just my wife; she's the co-founder of American Horrors. She's one hell of a woman, and she runs the American Horrors Film on Channel. So if you want to help her out, if you want to make a donation for her medical bills, and believe me, she's still in the hospital. She is cut down to the bone. She's lucky to be alive. She's actually kind of a minor miracle. The doctors can't believe she's even still alive. She lost so much blood. Uh, A healthy woman has a hemoglobin count of between 12 and 15. Uh, You're in danger of a complete coronary collapse if you have a hemoglobin count of 4.7. And my wife... Waka had a hemoglobin count of 1.7. Okay, the doctors could not believe that she was still alive with such little blood. And I'm going to try not to tear up here, but she told me that, you know, uh, she wouldn't have made it this year if I wasn't taking care of her. That it was my love. She could feel my love for her and that that was what helped give her the strength to stay alive. And now she needs your help. She really does. Uh, if you want to contribute to the GoFundMe, go to GoFundMe.com backslash American Horrors dash medical fund. That's GoFundMe.com backslash American Horrors dash medical fund. Go ahead and contribute. Share the campaign. Help a lady out. I'm Hart D. Fisher. Thanks for listening to Heart Attack. We'll be back next week with more spooktacular heart attack. This has been a Hart D. Fisher production of a Hart D. Fisher show. From a Can I Get My Name in the Credits One More Goddamn Time production.